0: what's going on everybody you are listening to a brand new episode of the best of the best maverick's guide to success this is episode number 11 and as always i am your host maverick levy i'm so excited to get into today's interview because it is one that has been in the works for a while now it's one that is a necessity to know about and before we get into it, I just want to tell you all to follow the podcast social media pages, Pod. and when this episode goes live, you can see a little clip of the interview with a headshot of both me and the guests that I have on and their social media links. But I also want to remind you all that the discussions on this podcast are for informational purposes only. I cannot predict and do not guarantee that you will obtain a particular result from the information provided. You should always seek professional assistance before making decisions in connection with the topics discussed. Now, on today's interview, we have a super special guest. His name is Richard Mandel, and he is the senior vice president of Rocket Mortgage, which is part of the Rocket family of companies. Now let's get into this epic interview. Welcome, Richard, to the best of the best Mavericks Guide to Success podcast. I appreciate you taking the time out of your Saturday during the Michigan Michigan State game coming to talk on the show about a topic that's definitely needed and not taught in education. So welcome to the show, Richard. Thanks for having me, Mav. Good to see you. It's nice to see you virtually. I saw you for a quick second when I dropped off the equipment, but it's good to see you. Good to see you smiling. But Yeah, we got to keep safe distance, though, when we see each other in person, right? Yeah, six feet or I think it's even further now, something like that. But yeah. before we go into the Q&A about mortgages, I always want to ask my guests some background information about them so that the listeners can get to know you a little bit and you can develop a relationship with them so let's start here where did you grow up so i was born and
1: raised in southfield michigan i've spent most of my life uh here in michigan so i'm a michigan guy and for the last a little over 24 years i have been working at what's now called rocket mortgage previously and and also known as quick and loans and before that we were known as rocket mortgage i started as a mortgage banker in in 1996 and sometimes when I'm talking to people, Maverick, I say to them, do you remember where you were in 1996? I think you were probably a twinkle in your mother's eye like a lot of your listeners.
0: <laughs> I would uh, ag- I would agree with that. I don't even know if I was the thought yet. We don't even yeah. know if that was the case. So uh, you said you started in 1996. What? How did you really get into the mortgage industry? Was it sort yeah. of like there was a job available and you took it, or how did this become well, a passion for you?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I, you know, I was kind of a serial entrepreneur as a young person. Started my first business at 18. I sold my first business when I was 21. And I had a number of friends that were working at this really great company called Rock Financial. And what drew me there was the culture. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, um, you know, it was a lot of very smart people who cared a lot about each other and our clients and I just wanted to be a part of it. I was drawn to it and they were hiring mortgage bankers. So I got into it and I got into leadership pretty quickly and I've done a ton of things around the organization. We have a lot of different businesses. I ran one of our businesses uh, for a number of years and for the last few years. I have been working with our Rocket Mortgage application. So we're working with clients who come in through our digital platform, Rocket Mortgage, and they can actually apply online. And we've got several mortgage bankers that are there to assist when needed. But, um, you know, it's very technology-focused. It's meant to make the process much easier for our clients. And it's, you know, just a major improvement to the the way the mortgage process works.
0: Yeah, you guys have really been... Changing the industry is, I guess, the best way to put it, because now you have more people my age that are looking to get mortgages and they don't really want to necessarily deal with anyone. They want to be able to go on the app and apply for a mortgage and get it that way. So let's get into mortgages. The reason why you came on the show so we can talk about this, inform and educate the listeners. So what exactly is a mortgage?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm going to try to tell it and we've got a saying we like to keep things gump you know, which is Mm -hmm. just try to keep it simple. Simplicity is genius is another one of our isms that we say. So it's really just a way to borrow money. And when you're talking about mortgages, there's residential mortgages and then there's commercial mortgages. We do primarily uh, residential mortgages. We don't do any commercial mortgages. So it's a way to borrow money using your home as collateral. And then you've got set payments that you make to repay the loan and that's done over a variety of different terms which could range from you know really any amount of time uh, up to 30 years and i say any amount of time because and we may get into this in a little bit about you know different types of mortgages but we have something at rocket mortgage that's pretty unique to us called a Yorgage, and that's where you can pick almost any time frame that you want I'm not sure of any other lenders that are doing that, but you can pick a seven or eight year term, you can get a 10 year, a 15 year, a 20 year and anything in between that and 30 years. So it's a little bit unique to us, but generally
0: they run in 10, 15, 20 and 30 year increments and that's why i wanted to have you specifically on the show actually a listener wrote a review about the podcast and said hey can you try and get richard mandel on the show and look it for that listener we got him on the show but they truly are the best of the best whether it's quicken loans rocket mortgage they know what they're doing you've seen their name everywhere so that gives them the credibility that they have but you said like you said we might get into different kinds of mortgages and let's get into that now to build that foundation for the listeners um How many different types of mortgages would you say that there are that are, you know, traditional types or the most common types?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the most common types. Uh, There's your 30-year fixed conventional loan. And those are uh, mortgages that are done through, um, whether it's a bank or a company like us or uh, most lenders around the country. And they're backed by Fannie and Freddie, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, who are where these loans end up, although you'll make your payment to a company like us at Rocket Mortgage or whoever the mortgage servicer is, which is a whole other piece of this, which is you've got a company that you go to to get the mortgage and then you have someone that you make your payments to with us. It would be the same company. Not everybody does that, but you've got a conventional mortgage and then you've got uh, something called an FHA mortgage, which is a federally insured mortgage. So there's a little bit uh, extra cost that might come associated to it to ensure that the mortgage would be paid off in the event that somebody wasn't able to pay it. Uh, Then you've got VA loans, and those are specifically for veterans. You've got fixed rate mortgages. You've got adjustable rate mortgages. And those are really the most
0: common that you see today. Gotcha. I still I like the idea about the mortgage. so you can pick sort of what your terms and what, what that will be, how long you're going to pay that off. That's really cool. I never looked into that, but after yeah, we you, will. You know, will. what's
1: great about it is um, if you've got somebody who took out a 30-year mortgage and then uh, they're in a position to lower their interest rate because there's a whole process that happens when uh, interest rates go up and they come down, but when they come down, a lot of america especially right now will want to refinance that loan into a lower interest rate but you don't necessarily want to go all the way back to a 30-year amortization you don't want to stretch that mortgage out for another 30 years so let's say you've been in the loan for a few years you can pick right up where you left off at 27 years and still get the savings uh, by refinancing so it does uh, serve a great purpose and then there's other people that can't quite afford maybe a 20-year mortgage, but they want to pay their uh, mortgage off quicker. So taking advantage of the mortgage
0: in that way is also really great. That's awesome. And like I keep saying, just another reason why Rocket Mortgage is the best of the best. Now let's get into some requirements that someone needs to meet in order to qualify for a mortgage. What are the main or the most common or what are the necessities that a person must meet in order to actually qualify to get funding for a mortgage?
1: Yeah. So there's a few different things we look at. Your income. It's the actual property that you're financing. It's your assets, which you may or may not need assets. You might need them. You might not. And it's your credit. So those are the four pillars that we generally
0: look at when we're qualifying someone for a mortgage. Got it. And since you brought up assets, let's talk about those for a minute. If you have more assets, is the mortgage company more likely to give you funding rather than if you don't have any assets? Or how important of a role do assets play when trying to obtain a mortgage?
1: Yeah, well, when we're looking at somebody and and we're looking to see if they're qualified, we're looking at their strength of their entire profile. And so do they have enough income to make their payments? Is their credit good? Meaning... Have they displayed that when they take out credit, they make those payments? We'll look at the property to ensure that its uh, property's in good condition. And depending on how much they need to borrow, you know, there's only a certain amount that you can borrow compared to the value of the home. That's called the loan to value. Now, when you talk about assets, which is the fourth piece of this, the more money you have saved, the more assets you have and that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about assets is how much money do you have in the bank how, and, and that money can come in the form of savings it could come just in um, your stock account it could come in a retirement fund typically not cash that you have saved under your mattress you know that's not <laughs> something that we can verify yeah um, we're not talking about your rear coin collection usually or, you know, things of your artwork and that, things of that nature. It's got to actually be a more of a liquid, which means it's cash, you know, money yeah, that that is available. available. Yeah. So the more you have, the stronger your profile is, because the more money you have saved, the more likely you are to be able to make those payments. And that's what we really look for um, when we're evaluating whether someone's going to qualify for a mortgage.
0: And when you talked about those pillars, you talked about credit. And I'm not sure if you listened to previous episodes of the podcast, but pretty much every guest I have on, no matter what industry they're in, I always bring up credit because I think it's really, I don't know if it's undervalued in terms of education, but it is, in my opinion, the single most important thing when you're trying to, you know, now number one, start a business, get a house, get a car, get insurance, whatever it may be, credit has so much weight to it in your life. It can really make or break whatever rate you're going to pay or even if you're going to get accepted, not even talking in terms of a mortgage. So how important would you say a person's credit score is when they are actually going to get a mortgage? Is it like one of the most important things or is it a few you know, levels down on that list? How important actually is credit score? You
1: know, um, credit score is a you know, it's an interesting factor. And I think there's been a lot more transparency around credit scoring in the last decade than we used to see. A large part of that is uh, because of technology, you know, and these credit bureaus that report in the credit scores, you know, they give people access to their credit score. And, you know, over 10 years ago, it was very difficult to get access to what is my credit score, unless you went to somebody and they pulled your credit and uh, like a lender. Now, it's very important, and it's not the only thing we look at, and depending on what your credit looks like will depend on what type of mortgage you're able to qualify for. So, for example, an FHA loan might allow for a lower credit score, but a conventional loan uh, might uh, require a higher credit score. Maybe you're trying to borrow what we call jumbo financing, which we didn't talk about. You know, there's certain loan limits that once you've that threshold, you know, it's really over about $500,000 in most areas. You're considered uh, more of a jumbo client and your credit has to be much better as your loan amount goes up. And as your credit score is higher, you're usually eligible for better pricing, meaning a lower interest rate or a lower costs. And so, um, It's an important piece. If you have really bad credit, meaning that you don't pay your bills on time or you've got debts that are in collection or you have liens, it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be able to get a mortgage, but there's a high likelihood that you might have trouble and you might have to make sure that you tidy up that stuff. We're usually looking at a 12 to 24 month period. And the other thing that reflects poorly is if somebody has a bankruptcy or a foreclosure, it can take even longer for you to be eligible for a mortgage if those kind of things. So like you said, you know i think a lot of your audience is is getting started with their careers maybe or getting started at looking at these kind of things and so you know what they're going to want to know is that they need to pay their debts on time they yeah. when they have a payment they need to make it whether it's a credit card that they uh, are using and i always Try to recommend to somebody who's just getting started out. Don't spend more than you can. You know, sometimes you get uh, credit opens up exactly. to you when you get your first job, and all of a sudden you've got this credit card with a couple thousand dollars of of uh, availability, and then you see something you like, and you say, "Oh, well, I'll just put it on the credit card and I'll pay it off over time." I say the opposite. I say make the payments first, just to see how it feels for like six months and mm-hmm. then before you know it you've saved up enough money for what you wanted to purchase and then you exactly. can make that purchase right and and i exactly. suggest that when you're you know thinking about buying a home or buying a, a new car if it's going to be more than what you were paying before like set those payments aside for 3 or 4 or 5 or 6 months and see how it feels to make that payment uh, because your credit is so important you you got to really no, you got to pay that stuff
0: on time you're exactly correct and you know sort of the next question i had for you is literally right here is what about other debts that people may have credit card bills etc I had a guest on my show that came on and he talked about how he was in college. And just like you said, he had a college job and he got, you know, started getting letters in the mail or there was back in the day, there was stations around campus where you could apply for a credit card and get approved on site. And then you would have this sort of power to spend and spend and spend. And he got himself into debt. Uh, he got himself in a debt that took him some time to pay off. And he said how you know he learned from that experience, but he necessarily wishes he didn't actually do that. And so what would you say to someone that is going to be looking to get a mortgage that has this debt, right? That's weighing down their credit. You said it before, but I want you to reiterate because I do think it's important to make sure you pay your bills on time to make sure that you really don't have a ton of debt if it can be avoided.
1: Yeah. So I'm not sure I totally followed the question, but I think you really wanted me to talk about when you have other debts, how should you plan to get a mortgage around those other debts? Well, well, first off, I would tell you that you want to look at your income and your total amount of payments, including the mortgage, really can't be above fifty uh, percent. And I think you know, in most cases, we're looking for it to be below forty-five percent of your income. That's called your debt-to-income ratio. So, if you're making, let's just say, for example, $5,000 a month, definitely you don't want your total debts, including the mortgage, to be more than $2,500 a month. Uh, and if you do the math, I don't have a calculator in front of you. Maybe you can tell me what 45% of 5000 is, but that's really where you're looking to be. And in a lot of cases, we're looking for the mortgage payments to be in that 30 35% of your total income. Gotcha. Uh, but when you have student loans and you have credit card debt And you have a car payment it all adds up very quickly and so I think just you know as you're preparing for these steps in life just got to be very mindful and I think it's it's better to have a savings mentality where you're actually putting some money away versus thinking about how can I spend every dollar that I'm getting and that
0: really helps to prepare you for the you know getting a mortgage in the future and home buying hundred percent I always reiterate the importance of saving money, especially in today's world when you have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all these places where you see people really spending a lot of money and you really want to be saving your money. Well, let's transition here a little bit and let's talk about a pre-approval letter. What exactly is a pre-approval letter? So typically when someone is looking to buy a new
1: home, and when I say new home, it doesn't have to be like a new home that was just built, but I mean like your new home, the person selling the house and all the realtors involved, they're going to want to know that you're qualified so that when you make the offer that you're going to actually be able to buy this house and that you're going to be able to get a mortgage. So a pre-approval letter is something that's issued from a lender. Typically, they will have looked at at least your credit. uh, And in some cases, they haven't, unfortunately. I will tell you, at Rocket Mortgage, another unique thing about us is that we have something called a verified approval, which is far superior to just your traditional pre-approval letter. Because the pre-approval letter just says, hey, you know, maybe we've looked at the credit, maybe we haven't looked at the credit, but yeah. it says we think based on what the person has told us, uh, they should be able to buy your house. You notice I said should. Yeah. Whereas at Rocket Mortgage, if somebody gets one of our verified approvals, then it's a guarantee to close. So we have an actual wow. guarantee that we let the, sellers and all the realtors involved know that we verified your income, we verified your credit, we verified all of your assets that you have enough money to put down. The only thing we haven't verified is the actual house itself, which of course has to also go through the approval process. It's got to be in good condition. But that verified approval is super valuable. It actually makes someone a cash buyer. It's just like, We're saying, hey, this person has the money in the bank, it just happens to be with Rocket Mortgage. So it's a much better uh, way to get approved and get your approval letter. We call it an approval letter versus just a pre-approved letter. But those are some of the things that you're gonna need if you're gonna buy a house. So that the seller and, and right now in today's market, it's very competitive. Uh, houses are selling much quicker than they have in the past. I'll tell you what's going on if you want a little, you know, inside yeah, scoop let's, here.
0: Let's do it. Cause the real estate industry has been crazy. It's been houses I know, you know, my brother just bought a house. I had a good friend that just bought a house as well. And they've been going for over what the asking price is. So I, we oh, definitely yeah. want we definitely want your insight. Well, here's what's going on is that people
1: have been cooped up in their houses during COVID. And especially during that few months stretch where we were like really on lockdown. And I think a lot of people realized, you know, I don't like my house that much, or <laughs> I wanna live somewhere that I really could enjoy more. I need more space, or I need something mm-hmm. bigger, or I, ne- I, I need a better home office, or maybe yeah. I need a, a better place to work out in my house. I just, I, I need something different, or I want a yard or a pool, or who knows what it is that their needs are. but. We're seeing that uh, the market is very hot right now and it's a great time to buy, uh,
0: but it's also a great time to be selling your property as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you for that insight. And you're exactly right. What I've seen just from people my age, a little bit older, is they can be a couple and they're both working from home. So if they don't have really two offices or, you know, a lot of times what I've been seeing is one's working in the bedroom, one working in the family room or the living room. So you're exactly right that people are realizing that maybe their space isn't exactly what they need it to be. So thank you for that insight on the real estate industry as a whole. Now, since I brought up couples... A mortgage can be in two people's names right so if you have a married couple or you have a couple that's you know engaged or they know that even if they're not they want to buy a house and move in together a mortgage can be in two people's names right it absolutely can it can be in one person's name it can be in
1: two people's names you know you can even have more than two people you don't want to have too many people that that would be (laughs) uh challenging but um you know look they can be married they don't have to be married but what you do want to think about is uh let's just say you're not married and you're buying a home with somebody whether it's your your buddy or your girlfriend that you've been with or or whatever it is you're stuck together in that home you're both responsible for it so Mm -hmm. it's almost like a marriage of some sort uh so you just want to make sure that you take the right steps to get on the same page about you know how how you're going to manage the house that you're buying together, just like any other business transaction that you might have, where you're partnering with somebody. So if you're married, it's easy, because you're married, and you're already connected in that way. But if you're not married, you want to think about these things going in. Because if at some point, One of you doesn't want to own the house anymore. You got to solve for that up front. You got to be thinking about these things up front. You got to have something in writing with each other that uh, talks about it, in my opinion. That's, uh, you don't necessarily need an attorney every time you buy a house, but if you're buying with somebody that you're not married to, you might want to talk to an attorney and get their advice about how to structure that
0: absolutely and what is the typical time period it takes in order for either a person or a couple to actually say hey i want to get a mortgage to the time that you know they're going to be closing on their house and now they own that house so you know
1: before i answer that question i think there's different time frames for different points in the process so once you decide i want to buy a house that can take some time uh, that just depends on how long it takes you to find the right house. You know, that yep. could be as mu- little as a few days and as much as months because you haven't found that right property. But once you find the property and what I recommend for anybody looking for a house is like, you know, go through that verified approval process with us first so that you're ready to go once it happens. Usually those are approvals are good for at least 90 days. And, uh, you know, that covers you for that point in time. Once you've found the house. You know especially in in today's market it can take anywhere from 30 days to 45 days and even up to 60 days in some market you know the mortgage process isn't the only thing that is going to take that much time there's also appraisers that have to go out and appraise the home uh, because these are independent appraisers that are hired to evaluate the value of the property to make sure that you know there's an independent value that's placed on it there's Mm -hmm. title work which shows who actually owns the property and also protects the buyer from any uh of the sellers liens and a lien is really uh, another financial instrument that's recorded in the county that shows how much somebody owes yeah and uh, you got to make sure that all liens are paid off and there's nothing you know attached to the property so those things can take some time especially in a market right now where there's you know so much uh, mortgage and real estate activity going on so i would say anywhere from as little as 30 days to as much as 60 days i mean it could take longer in certain areas because you know if you're in uh the dakotas you know there just may not be that many appraisers working in those territories and so the one or two that yeah. are working in those areas are very busy so it takes a and little that's bit why- longer
0: that's why I use the word typical, right? Because obviously, yeah. every instance is going to be different. Every person's home buying process, for the most part, is going to be different. People have different incomes, they have different debts. There's numerous different factors, they have different credit scores. There's numerous different factors that go into it. And, you know, doing your vetting as the mortgage company to ensure that someone you know, is going to be able to qualify. But now let's get into rates, right? And when you hear a term like, did you get a good rate on your mortgage? What do they mean? What is that rate that they're talking
1: about? You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about rate and costs. Uh, The interest rate and the cost are so regulated. It's not like you can go to one place and they're going to be that much less expensive than anywhere else. Meaning, you know, if you come to us or anybody else, interest rates and closing costs are going to be relatively similar. Uh, and so you're going to want to look at a lot of things outside of the rate and cost. Now, what determines the rate and costs? it's kind of like a teeter-totter. And so you can take a higher interest rate and lower your closing costs, or you might take a lower interest rate and have slightly higher uh, closing costs. So those two things are directly related to each other. And there are some closing costs that are... You know not connected to the interest rate like the appraisal fee the title work those are just general third-party costs and those don't vary very much from from lender to lender either okay Um, got it so so you got to keep all of that in mind but you know rates are very low right now they're at historic lows Mm -hmm. it's a great time to get a mortgage for anybody that's looking for one Uh, and so when somebody says you know what's the interest rate you got well i guess there's a lot more to the story that you need to know. Like, are they on a a shorter term? Because you know, a a 15 year mortgage might have a lower interest rate associated to it than a 30 year. Exactly. Um, So that might be one factor. Maybe they paid more money to get that lower interest rate. So there are different factors that you have to look at. And, you know, sometimes I'll say, they're not usually better or worse they're just different so a lot of times what you want to want to do and, and really what what uh, my belief is the most important thing that you do is that you work with a company that you can trust somebody with a good reputation I would say you know we are we've got multiple JD power award wins which shows that we have amazing client service so you want to work yeah. with a company that's focused on the client the way that we are uh, and you want to work with a company that's going to deliver what they say they're going to deliver, so that when they tell you what the pricing is going to be up front, that it ends up being that at the closing table. And especially in a purchase, you want to work with a company that's going to be able to get you closed in the timing that you need. So once you write that contract that you're going to buy it, and that's what it is—it's a purchase agreement that you mm-hmm. write—you mm-hmm. uh, want to work with a company like Rocket Mortgage that's going to be able to deliver. We're the number one lender in the country, so uh with being the number one lender in the country you know we're closing a lot of mortgages yes. and we're able to deliver for people definitely uh, versus you know maybe somebody else that might promise you they can do certain things but don't actually deliver on it so yeah it's not always about the interest rate I think um, you got to talk to your mortgage banker that you work with the person that organizes and structures the loan for you and listen to their recommendations because they're looking at your profile and and a lot of times what What we'll do is we'll look and and we'll say, okay, your debt to income ratio, which we've talked about, is really low. You can afford to pay your mortgage off quicker and have a slightly higher mortgage payment Mm -hmm. and save a lot of money on interest because the quicker you pay it off, the less interest you pay because you're not paying for it as long.
0: Yeah, no, and I just wanted to give a little Maverick sidebar, as I always like to say, is I actually did an internship at a and Loans family of company that Richard used to be, I think you were the CEO, is that correct, of One that, Reverse? That, yes, that is correct, yep. So I did an internship there, and I learned numerous things during my time as an intern, and when Richard talks about the culture and that Rocket Mortgage is number one, there's a reason for that. Now, while Rocket Mortgage necessarily wasn't even out when I was working there because this was years ago, I see the culture, and I see why they are number one. They work very, very different than other companies. They work as teams, and I think that is one of the most important things out there. Is because the atmosphere of the workplace, it's you know, it's not comparable to another place, in my opinion. I've done about five or six internships during you know my teenage years, in my early twenties, and I never was in an environment like that. So I want to give them some kudos, and I also want to say that you know, before I bring someone on my show. I vet them, I do my due diligence on them. And if you're gonna, you know, go and get a mortgage, definitely don't look further than them. Like Richard said, they have the credibility, they have the longevity, they've been doing this and they know what they're doing and they're reputable and they're just overall good people. So I just wanted to give you guys that comment and tell all listeners about my experience that I had, you know, working on the inside while it wasn't necessarily rocket mortgage. And if you've never heard of a reverse mortgage, look it up. Maybe it will benefit your grandparents a little bit. You never know what, how it could benefit your family. But let's get back on track here. Well, th- Thanks for the
1: compliment there, uh, Mav. It was great having you uh,
0: Yeah. the time that you were there. And I truly mean that I'm not trying to schmooze you or, you know, boost an ego or anything like that. I learned a lot and now I'm starting my own businesses as, you know, a young entrepreneur and I try and implement some of the same things I saw there because I see how successful it is in terms of work productivity and retaining employees and making them happy to come to work. So I truly mean everything I said about that. But let's talk about a down payment. You sort of spoke about it a little bit in the answer, but you know, how much of a down payment does a person need to give, you know, put down, excuse me, not give, put down on a home, um, you know, if they want to get a mortgage or what's like the typical percentage that they would be putting mm-hmm. down or is it pretty much whatever they can afford? Well, typically the minimum amount that you would have to put
1: down in a purchase would be 3%. And okay. that would be with an FHA loan. Okay. Um, You know with an fha loan uh some of the things that you got to keep in mind is that there is that insurance premium you have to pay so there might be a little bit higher in costs uh there is something called mortgage insurance that is on all fha loans it may or may not be on a conventional loan but the less you put down the more you'll pay in mortgage insurance and that mortgage insurance is to protect the lender in case you should default so part of the the reason that the mortgage insurance is higher is that you know someone could be perceived as being a higher risk when they're putting less money down that's another you know i, I kind of keep saying this but at rocket mortgage one thing that we've done is we've engineered those premiums i think we have the lowest uh mortgage insurance premiums in the industry wow and so Again, when you're talking about interest rate and costs, it's not the whole story because maybe someone has a lower interest rate, but their mortgage insurance is higher because they put less money down. And so, you know, we've done some things where we've we've really reduced those premiums a lot at our company. But three um, is the minimum uh, to not have to worry about mortgage insurance. You got to put at least twenty percent down. That's kind of a threshold that a lot of people really do shoot for. So you don't have to have twenty percent down. But it's a great spot to be if you can get to a point uh, where you've got 20% down because it will save you some
0: money on the mortgage insurance. Awesome. Thank you for that advice. And um, we talked about and you know if you owe creditors but because as you know um, my family's in the tax business and I'm going to be in the tax business as well I'm working in it right now trying to grow the business and we specifically deal with people with tax problems if someone owes back taxes can they still get approved for a mortgage so they can they just have to be paid off before we close
1: got it so um you know if you're buying a home you got to work to pay those debts off before you Mm -hmm. go to buy the house if you own a home you can either pay it off during the transaction or sometimes what people will do is they'll use uh they'll take extra money we call it cash out they'll take some extra money out to pay off those debts through the transaction And we didn't even really touch on cash out or debt consolidation. But that's another thing that, you know, I don't know if your audience, because, you know, maybe some of them are looking to be uh, homeowners in the future, but somebody that is a homeowner, and let's say you know they bought their house you know 10 years ago and they've been paying it down and and it's appreciated in value and now they have what's called equity so they have a difference between what they owe and what the value is they can access that and what we're seeing more and more actually right now especially with interest rates being as low as they can so to borrow money They're restructuring their debt, so they may have that credit card debt that we've talked about, and credit card debt is typically at a higher interest rate. You know, it might be 10 or in the teens or even 20%, whereas a mortgage might be 3% or lower. So you can really save a lot of money by accessing the equity in your home, pulling some cash out and restructuring that debt, and then you know, if you keep making the same payments you were making before, you might even pay everything off, you know, that much sooner and save even more money. So there's a lot of different strategies that we work with our clients on to help. But when you go back to your tax lien question, yes, uh, you can have them. If you've got them showing up on your credit report, it may put your credit score in a spot that might be challenging. Absolutely. But outside of that, there's, you know, they just need to be paid off uh, Absolutely. before we close or at closing.
0: Absolutely. And if you do have problems with your taxes, make sure you go to levytaxhelp.com and figure out a way that we can help you. But previously, I had an insurance agent on the show. And we sort of talked about, you know, just a range of different types of insurances that there are insurance plans that there are. But the question I want to ask you in terms of insurance is... That he said that when a person goes to buy a home, it is typical that the mortgage company requires proof of homeowner's insurance. Is that correct? Does that, Rocket yeah, require that?
1: that? that is, yeah, that's 100% correct. Okay. And, um, you know, we will want to see that the home has what's called homeowner's insurance. Your other guests probably explain what that is, but exactly, basically, yeah. insurance, it, it ensures that, you know, if something were to happen to the home, that you'd be able to put it back into a good condition, the type of condition it was on when we um, lent the money for it. So, 100%. because if you and didn't it, have it, let's just say a tornado came and blew your house down, like, you know, the mortgage company's out that money. So we're gonna require that there's an insurance company there that will help to get that home rebuilt. So that, exactly because that's what's, it's called our collateral. You know, mm-hmm. I we're using that home to ensure that we get paid back.
0: Awesome, awesome. Now we're sadly coming down to the last few questions of the interview, but there's just so much to touch on that maybe we'll have to have you back you know, next year after this COVID thing may pass and we've seen what it's done to the real estate industry then. But you know, what is the most important factor or the most important information that you would give to a person that they should know when they are trying to get a mortgage? Well,
1: I think we touched on a number of them throughout the conversation. But I do think the most important thing Is dealing with the right lender someone Mm -hmm. that's gonna make sure that you select the right mortgage program to meet your needs somebody that's gonna deliver what they tell you someone that's gonna provide amazing client service and be available the way that a company like ours would be someone that's gonna uh, create an easier process for you meaning as you're going through it they're gonna make uh, your life better by making things easier so um, I think those are some of the factors That i would tell anybody when you're thinking about getting a mortgage those are the most important thing now if you're a first-time home buyer or a new uh to this whole thing and you're thinking about buying a house um you know you got to realize that there is uh more to just hey i'm going to buy a house and prepare for it it's not a bad thing you just got to be prepared for it like you said homeowner's insurance like a lot of people don't know oh i'm going to need another chunk of money to pay for that homeowner's insurance up front and property taxes which we calculate, you know, usually with your payment so that you know exactly how much it's going to cost you each month. But those are just
0: little things to think about uh, when you're thinking about buying your first house. Absolutely. And with that question being said, what sets Rocket Mortgage aside from all other mortgage companies? Well, you know, again, we've talked about it, you know, so much
1: throughout this this whole conversation. Um, I'll start out at probably what we think is one of the most important things. It's our culture and at rocket mortgage, uh, we've got a culture like I've never seen before. It's guided by something we call our isms, which are some principles that we really try to live by. Uh, some of those principles are like every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, and, and how much we care about our clients, uh, doing the right thing. And that means just having integrity and being honest and making sure we're always looking out for everybody involved including our team members we've got a couple sayings you know love love our team members love our clients and i think it really shows up in the experience that our client has so um you know what separates us are those things plus The incredible technology, the platform in which, you know, someone will interact with us is far superior and our processes are far superior and our training is far superior and our team members. You know, our average tenure is very high for the industry, so we got a lot of people that know what they're doing. And so, you know, you put that all together with incredible leadership. Uh, which our leadership team is just amazing, you know, from the top down, Dan Gilbert, our founder and CEO, who has just incredible vision and still to this day is is included on any client complaint when someone doesn't get a return phone call. I mean, you tell me a company in America where the someone like Dan Gilbert will be involved at that level and care so much that we return every client's phone call within 24 hours. And the same thing with Jay Farner as our CEO and and Bill Emerson, who's our vice chairman and previous CEO, to all of the leaders around the organization that just, we care. We care so much about how we uh, take care of our clients and um, it shows up in the work that we do every single day.
0: Absolutely. And I'll second everything you said in terms of culture, because like we talked about, I saw it firsthand. I have three last questions here and they're pretty quick. But you talked about how great Rocket Mortgage was, the family of companies is. How can someone that's my age or even if they're older and they want to sort of enter into the workspace and try and work in mortgages or become a banker, where would you say is the best place they can start? Can they go online? Are you guys hiring yeah, I mean, if, if you go to any of our websites, there's going to be
1: a careers link. And really, I, I, um, I wish I had it in front of me, but I think it's uh, Quicken Loans, probably backslash careers. Yeah. But I may be giving you the wrong no, website. My, listen, uh, you know, they're
0: younger, so they yeah. should be pretty tech savvy. And if they're looking yeah, I mean, to find a job, on and you, they can yeah, find
1: it. If you Google uh, Rocket Mortgage Careers or Quicken Loans Careers, uh you're gonna see that there's a ton of opportunity and we are looking for people we're looking for great people that want to be a part of a great culture and um be a part of something uh, really special i didn't even really talk about all the work we're doing around the country all the good work to end veteran homelessness to uh rebuild the city of detroit which you know you're from detroit yeah. you see the work that we've done it's truly mean, amazing it's, it's incredible we, we we came down in 2010 and, you know, there just wasn't a whole lot going on and, you know, outside of what's going on with COVID right now, if you were to walk around the city of Detroit and downtown areas, you would just see such a thriving city that's come alive. And that's in big part for the work that we've done in the the communities in, in Cleveland. We have a focus on, you know, doing uh, well by doing good and the communities that we live, work and play in. And so... If you wanna be a part of something like that, it's an incredible career. I've been here for over 24 years and it's one of the best decisions I ever made. So as a mortgage banker, um, there's a ton of opportunity there for you and we're looking for great people. So you know, check us out and uh, you can apply online. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me at Richard Mandel, that's uh, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-M-A-N-D-E-L-L at quickenloans.com. I'd be happy to put you in touch with our team. Well, thank you. Team.
0: That, listen to that. You have someone that's been there for a long time. He is, you know, higher up and he's giving you his personal email. So if that doesn't show the type of culture and the type of company that they are, you know, it really speaks volumes. Last two questions now. If someone wants to get a mortgage right they actually want to obtain a mortgage through you guys where should they go to do it should they download the rocket mortgage app how should they do that
1: yeah I mean there's several ways you can get to us of course downloading the rocket mortgage app is a great way to start um, you can also go to rocketmortgage.com and uh, it'll give you options for purchase or refinance and lots of options there so and there's uh, direct phone numbers on there as well where you can find us but uh, rocketmortgage.com, is a great place to start, or the Rocket Mortgage application as well.
0: Awesome, and I highly recommend them if you are looking to get a mortgage. Just contact them and see the type of people that they are and how they're going to help you and guide you through this process that may seem confusing, which hopefully we've sort of cleared up a little bit of that confusion. Now the last question, Richard, and I ask this to every single guest that comes on the show. You are a successful businessman. You said you are a successful entrepreneur. You've started your own businesses. What do you wish you knew when you were in your early 20s? And it doesn't have to pertain to mortgages. It's sort of more of like a general life advice of what do you wish you knew when you were in your early 20s? You know, I think
1: there's a lot of things that I try to teach to my kids who you know very well. And, um, you know, I see with young people, you know, they want it all now. They want it all now. And what they don't see when they may see someone who they admire who's been successful, they don't see all the work that went into building what they built or all the work. You know, For me, it was 24 years of hard work to get to where I am today. And so not saying you can't get there quickly, uh, but sometimes you have to recognize that it does take that time and effort in order to uh, really be great at something. And it doesn't always happen right away, And you got to have some patience. Uh, I think mindset is one of the biggest factors with the people that I see that have success and and don't. And so if you've got the right mindset, I think you can really accomplish some amazing things. And really one of the mindsets that you have to have is that you've got to be open to constant improvement. And I think another key to our culture and success is that even somebody, you know, like Dan has never been defensive. You know if somebody was critical over the work that we were doing or something we were doing he you know he, he always taught us to take the opposite approach and embrace it embrace the feedback uh be open to coaching be open to the the to to what people are telling you because you know those are sometimes those golden nugget ideas that are going to truly make you better and even me as a new person in this industry i can remember not being very good when i started and seeking somebody out to help me to get better a coach yeah and once i got that coaching and i was super open to it so i credit a lot of my success to that because it put me on a path of being better i mean who doesn't want to be better at what they're doing so i think those are a few pieces of advice i would give somebody who's starting out somebody who's new is you got to be mentally tough you got to have the right mindset and you got to just stay committed And, um, you know, sometimes it's uncomfortable, you know, you don't always like how you feel when you're going through it. Uh, but when you get to the other side
0: is, uh, when you, you truly get to a special place. Awesome. That was great advice. And I think, you know, the biggest takeaway I had is, you know, be open to help, to get help and be open to, you know, have a change in your life that you might not necessarily be comfortable with. I've talked about this before on my show. Um, One of my bios on social media is never get comfortable where you are in life because the minute you get comfortable is the minute you're going to sort of kick back and say, okay, and so you always have to be open to change and always be changing with the times. And that's the way you're going to come out successful. And, you know, whether you measure success with money, whether you measure success with health or your mental state of mind, whatever it may be, those are the ways to do it. Well, thank you so much, Richard, for coming on the show. I really, I I can't thank you enough. I know you're a very busy man, and I just want to say thank you. This show has been filled with amazing info and education that I know my listeners will utilize, and I hope that they are going to go to RocketMortgage.com or download the app next time or whenever the first time that they try to obtain their mortgage. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Mav. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you. Now, as you all just heard, that interview was over the top and it was filled with information as I keep reiterating. But not only is Richard the senior vice president of one of the best of the best companies that there is, he is a true example of a leader. From being an entrepreneur to when he was younger to now working at Rocket Mortgage, which is number one, like he said, he leads in everything that he does. And I want you to all follow in his footsteps. He talked about being open to change, being open to criticism, being open to being uncomfortable, all in a way to make yourself a better person in the end. Now he gave out some great information and I know he said his email towards the end of the interview, but if you wanna contact him or if you wanna contact Rocket Mortgage or any of the family of companies, all that information will be in the guest tab on tbotbpod.com. So make sure you go there, you check it out and that is a way for you to go to a place where you can now contact him without having to write it down as you're listening. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. And don't forget to spread the word about this show to friends, to families, to coworkers. Be subscribing to the show on whichever platform that you use so you can get notified when a new episode drops. But this is the best of the best, Maverick's Guide to Success. I'll talk to everyone next week.